Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Yeah! Yeah! ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko, live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good Karma Brands radio station. They go to the pistol. Herbert on the fake takes now. Going to throw right back to Eckler. Coming up is Edwards. Got a hand on him, but he got free. Inside the 30-yard line. Sideline left to the 10 and bumped out of bounds. But is he going to be at the 2 or did he hit the pylon for the touchdown? They say touchdown Chargers. Now they motion Keenan Allen into the right slot. Empty. Snap back. Pocket hold, zips it right, pass caught, breaks a tackle, Parham, and his 6'8 frame lunges into the end zone for the touchdowns. Chargers extend their lead. Jeff Joniak right here in your home for the Bears last night in L.A. The Chargers score on all of their first half possessions and really put that game away early. I guess you'd say maybe a very workmanlike effort from a very desperate football team. Uh, that was how you'd break down the Chargers side of things for the Bears. How would you describe it? I think Yurko uh, probably yeah. picked the best descriptor during the tease. Uninspiring. Uninspiring. I think that's the Lack best way to luster. sum it up. Yeah, uninspiring. Uh, went to La La Land and was just enamored with the scenery. And you showed up to the game and it was like, all right, let's go long one play. And then that was the highlight. The highlight of that day was the long, long pass. And then he had so much hope. Look at this. I know. They went after him. Oh, my God. After completing all the short balls, they went after him. And then they went backwards. Um, first of all, it's nice to have you back. I missed your musk last week. So uh, well, welcome I, back. Well, I heard Peggy was an all-star in Berwyn. Peggy's always an all-star. An all-star Connor was great. Berwyn. She was an all-star last night. I'm going to tell you, she was a she was a uh, all-star in Berwyn for sure. Connor came on Wednesday prepared with a fun stat. Okay. Why you say that? Oh, my. You should, you should ask Fleck and Abdallah about, about Friday. How about, about Con- my, uh, Connor my, McKnight arrived? My nighttime uh, ritual. <laughs> oh, we might have to get Yurko's opinion then, on that. I heard them busting my balls during crosswalk with Waddle and Sylvia yeah. about it on Friday night. No, Connor came with a great little uh, football stat that we all went, oh, my God, this is incredible. A nugget. He, uh, bring, he brought a nugget I'll with see him? see if you know, if you can Did get he it. Nuggetize he, he nugget-tized us. I'm going to have you know I wasn't listening uh, to the show. No I kidding. The beautiful golf courses of Vegas. Uh, Peggy was great. We had fun Friday at Beat-Ups in Berwyn, my old stomping grounds, my old neck of the nape, nape of the way. But it is great to have my partner back. Uh, it's great you, to you, see you, man. You nailed it. Like, first play of the game, yeah. it gave you a lot of hope. It's like, yes, here we go. Now, I'll, I'll circle back to that in a minute. Yeah. It's fine. Because you just said, well, what did you do then? You went backwards. Backwards. 38 to the this, 49. This is where the play calling sometimes and Luke Getze drives me mad. You hit a big play, something you didn't do at all in week one. You come out on the first freaking play and you hit the Chargers. You hit them. Put them on the back foot. Yes. You put them on the back foot. Then you run up the middle for one yard. Yep. And then you run like an end around to Trent Taylor, yeah, that goes nowhere. Yeah. yeah, that loses yardage. What in holy hell are you doing? There it is. Yeah, forming up the middle for one. T. Taylor minus two. Trent Taylor for minus two yards. What are you doing? And then who reared his ugly head, Carm? Co- Cody White. Uh, Jody. Uh, Jody no, no. Bosa against no, no, Cody no. White. Cody White hair. Poor Cody. So what they do? <laughs> yeah, they like that idea. Who is the weakest link, right? We're playing weakest link. What did the Chargers do? They went over and put Joey Bosa, and he posted that left arm into the right shoulder 
of Cody Whitehair. What did Whitehair do? He kind of he went pulled backwards. a Lucas Patrick. Yeah, well, Lucas Patrick does best. Those yeah. backwards. He went backwards, and that's exactly what happened to Cody Whitehair. Sack forty nine out of any position. Momentum gone. Gone. Momentum eliminated, and there it was. Punt away, and then you watch the Chargers score a touchdown, seven nothing. And what are you going to do the rest of the day? It set up like the rest of the night. Yeah. And exactly. why did Darnell Mooney not get up and run? And well, I guess eventually he did get up and run. Yeah, but you, but, but he wasn't convinced of it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess to in fair and finally, Matt Eberflus maybe calling somebody, uh, holding somebody accountable. I, Matt Eberflus did say afterwards. And maybe Waddle and Sylvia will talk to him about it in a couple hours when the coach joins the boys like he does every Monday at 210 here on your home for the Bears. Get up and run. Be convincing. This isn't college football. Not everybody's down. The defensive back gave up on the play, too. He gave up. Get up and run. And Matt Eberflus, I guess, told him that afterward. Right after the play. Probably said, get up and go. Get up. And run. I mean, if you're, I don't if know you're that, pushed before you catch the ball, possession of the ball, then being touched down is the way it works in the NFL. Right? Yes, you have to be touched down. Yes. If somebody pushes you before you catch the ball, that doesn't make a difference. You are not touched down. You need to have possession, and then you need to be touched and down. And I honestly don't know if it makes a damn bit of difference when you lose 30 to 13. But maybe... Maybe if you put the Chargers well, in a spot right. where they start like second guessing themselves well, here we are. because we they've got, got punched they, in the face. Right. Oh my God, what do you do? How do we react? But instead of being punched in the face, they came back and punched right back. Yes, they did. And it was, you know, a talking point we had a lot late in the week, Yerk. And it was really Furman who brought it up when we talked to him on Thursday. Todd. Because when I asked him about the, the, the large point spread against the, you want to talk about uninspiring. I mean, that's the way we were describing the Chargers these last couple of weeks. Herbert didn't look right. You know, they've got some serious, significant injuries that are hurting that offense. Defensively, they've played terribly for the most part, especially their pass defense. This was a team that was supposed to be pushing the Chiefs potentially for that division crown, and they had been uninspiring themselves. And when I asked Todd about that point spread, and then after Todd talked to us, you know, I start sending out a few other feelers to guys in the gambling space, a professional gambler I know. They all had the same opinion. They're like, this is such a desperate game for the Chargers, it's not even funny. And the Sharps were all over the Chargers. All over them. Lots of sharp money on L.A. I wish I would have listened and maybe put some money on L.A. I never did. I didn't have a bet on the game last night. But it was the, these professionals were all saying, this is all Chargers, this is lay it or don't play it. The line went back out to like nine and a half because they were convinced this has to be it, especially after Denver took care of the Chiefs in the late window and you're the Chargers and you saw that result, that this was a, this is it, this is the last stand for Brandon Staley and this team, they got to get their you-know-what together, they're playing a terrible Bears team with a backup quarterback. And instead of maybe giving them something to think about and punching them first, they get off the field, like Yurko said. They go down, they score a touchdown. They score again on their second possession. They kick a field goal on their third, and guess what? The Chargers have it in cruise control basically the rest of the game because the Bears over. aren't built and to come back from something like no. that. No, when's the last time the Bears came back from a 14-point deficit? I don't know. Do you, you know the answer? answer? No, of course I don't because I don't have enough time to go back that many years to find out when the Bears well, have how, made a comeback. Because it happened. Off the it top ha- of my head, I don't know. Hasn't happened with Fields, has it? No. That's three years now running. 
You're sure he hasn't had a, well, I don't know if he's had a 14 point comeback. No, you're probably right. Well, about the, that. the point is you were down 14 nothing. No, no, I and know. At that I know. point, I think even Eberflus knew it was over. Justin has two game winning drives in his career year mm-hmm. last year, but I don't know. Like, I don't think you're right. I, I can't they think of the last overcome two. a 14 point deficit comeback. I don't right. think. No, I don't yeah. think so. I'd have to, we'd have to start going back through and look. I could try to find it in the pro football uh, reference. Uh, yeah, we'll database. do it during the break. Yeah, we'll I could do try it during to do the break. it, but, we'll I, but they're not built it. for it. That's your yeah. point, especially yeah. with the backup. And Tyson Bajant was fine again. The best thing I think we can... I, the the nicest thing I can say about what Tyson Bajant does well, or the best thing, the nicest thing I can say about him, that kid definitely knows how to get rid of the football in a timely manner. There's no question. He was sacked once on a play in which he had really no chance. Yurko just told you how and why and when it happened. He had no chance. He was going to get sacked on that play. That's the only time he was sacked in the game. I think he's been sacked, what, twice in two games? Is that right? I believe so. Two sacks in two games. Yes. He's a quarterback that does understand that clock, right? Right. Yurko talks about it all the time. The good ones know that clock is real. You can't hold the ball for three and a half, four seconds in this league. You can't do it. is coming. Right. Unless you play the Bears defensively. Right. Right. And I think he knows that. That's the And that's good. But... You know, I mean, okay, he wasn't, he was just, like, the rest of the Bears last night, it was just sort of like this, eh, performance. It was, eh. And I can't even say I was upset when I turned off the TV and turned off the radio and went to bed last night. I, I, I was upset. Why am I going to be upset? This is what this franchise is right now. This is a franchise in a major rebuild, trying to find answers at quarterback, trying to figure out where they're going to allocate all their resources in the offseason, and that is a lot of draft capital and a ton of money to spend. This is a defense that I told you, I predicted this. There is no pass rush. They allocated zero of their funds. I mean, fine, you took a flyer in August on Yannick Ngakwe. They allocated Bupkis to that defensive line. What did we expect? This is a team that cannot generate and a single ounce of natural pressure. They do not have the players or the skill to do it. What do you think happens in this league? This is it. This is what happens, especially when you face a quarterback like Justin Herbert. You know, Carm, when you make porchetta, you can do it a, a number of different ways, right? The spices that you want to utilize, you want to throw in the middle, whatever. You can do it a number of different ways. You can build a football team a number of different ways, too. Okay, if you want to start with the defensive backfield and that's what you think you need to strengthen first because that's what's available and that's what's there, fine. That's the way you do it. You want to go spend a lot of money on your uh, linebackers, fine. You can go ahead and do it. But having a great defensive backfield and having a solid linebacking core doesn't make a young, inexperienced, mediocre defensive line any better than it is. It's a young, inexperienced defensive line. That's what you have right there, inexperienced. If you go and you invest in the defensive line, that defensive line with pressure can help a mediocre yeah. middle linebacking crew or linebacking crew and could make a defensive backfield better than it actually is. But you, you've done it another way. You've decided with what was available, we're going to do it another way. Until you invest into that defensive line and until you get some impact players on that defensive line, no matter what you do with the linebacker in the defensive back position, it will not matter. Amen. So the next thing, obviously, is Amen. to find them. And at least they're allergic to people, 
with attitudes. <laughs> they're they're allergic to people with tremendous amount of skill. So we're going to have can, to find can, out what's happening, what's can, going on. Can I ask you about the two Washington but, guys but coming up next? They, they did find Chase Claypool. Sure. Uh, and just if you'd bed, bed, at all be interested, uh, let's talk about that yes. when we come back. Yes. Uh, phones are already starting to fill up. It's a Bears Monday. Your chance to talk about your impressions of last night. Just the, the overall state of now, here we are again, almost halfway through at two and six, uh, going nowhere. Uh, other than like what we have left to figure out as fans is... Do they have the right people in charge to really fix this? Maybe. Ryan Poles is the right guy to do that, comboed with Kevin Warren. It sure feels like they're going to be looking for a new coaching staff. It probably should be. And so, at 2-6, and six, I'm not saying like you have to start cheering for losses in November. Like I don't, I don't really mean that. I think they're going to come anyway. They're not a good football team. I don't think they're a well-coached football team. I don't think they're a deep team. I don't think they're a talented team. They're 2-6 and six for a reason. They won three games last year for a reason. So the, the losses are probably going to come. Do you see any, any way out of this darkness? They'll have some resources. Will they use them properly? But uh, I'm not going to hand-ring too much after they lose to a very desperate Chargers team on a Sunday night. I, I went to bed and slept like a baby. Two and six. You're not a good football team. Can you get better in the offseason? We'll see. I did two. 120, I was in bed. Hey, I'm. 120? Well, I woke up at 717 this nice. morning in the a.m. Nice. In the a.m. I myself solid six hours, Carmen. That's good. You can make it. 312-332-3776. We'll be right back. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. Listen to us now. Live on the ESPN Chicago app. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Carmen and York, hope everyone's having a great Monday. Halloween tomorrow in November, week nine in the NFL later this week after uh, the Monday night or this evening, Raiders and Lions. Week nine features a couple of really great matchups, York. The first Germany game. I don't know. Is there one or is there multiple Germany games? I think there are two. There are, right? Two Germany games. This is the one this week. The Chiefs laying two, two and a half against the Dolphins. How great is that going to be? Standalone Sunday morning. That'll be fantastic. That'll be a great game. Bears travel to New Orleans. A lot of Bear fans will be making that trip. Love it. Good time of year to be down in Noah. I got a buddy. I called him last night and I said, listen, if there's any chance you get not to have to watch this game, he's going down for the game. For the Bears. Part of the group. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's going to go out. I tell him just to party in the room. I'm going to have a good time. Uh, go to Antoine's. Go to the old Absinthe House. Yes. Go to get some of those uh, beignets. Where at, Carm? Cafe Beignet. Yeah, Beignet. Not the Mon. No, go to Cafe Beignet. that's the tourist trap. Yeah. So I'm trying to keep him out of the tourist traps, tell right? Go to Cafe Beignet. Go gambling. they got a casino right down there. They do. There's a lot of great things to do in New Orleans. The worst thing you could possibly do <laughs> is watch the Bears live. Okay. Inside the so dome. be smart. Yeah. Be intelligent. You know, tell everybody you're going to go and you're going to be there and you line up at the bus and suddenly just disappear. I love it. Back off as everybody enters the plane. Do we got everybody? You know, have somebody put a hat up. Yeah, he's right here. <laughs> you know, to make it look like the count is right. And then just slip off and go do what you want the rest uh, of the that's day. That's good. The other great game outside of the Germany game is the the first uh, matchup between the Eagles and the Cowboys. How good is that going to be? The this Cowboys look too? like they bounced back huh, a little bit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is um, what do you think, Sean McVay? I said last week, Erko, 
And, and, and I don't want to sidetrack us too much. we got calls. I want to ask you about Chase Young. I know that the coaches in the NFL know more about football than me. I, 100%. So 100% unequivocally. True. They do know more than you do. Like, and I, went, they I went know more this, than I do, too, Carl. I, I, I don't know about that, but I went no, on no, this no, rant. As far as the X's and O's, I'd have to get back into it to get a mastery of it once again. I went on this rant with Peggy on Friday because, like, the Thursday night game again, like, the Thursday night football games just stink. And, and the Bills look good in the first half, but the, the, what they did in the second half and the coaching decisions, uh, by, by and large, you know. Left it, you disheartened. Yeah. Brandon Staley last week against uh, the, the Chiefs in the first half. Like, this, I said, I said to Peggy, anybody knows. Anybody knows. You really want Mahomes and Kelsey to, like, your, your idea is to, to zone them up. That's really your idea. If you've watched any bit of football in the last 10 years, you'd be like, probably a bad idea. But there's Brandon Staley. Let's play zone. Sean McVay has a quarterback basically playing with a thumb that is falling off of his right hand. I know on a two-point conversion in a three-score game, Let's throw the ball to him in the end zone. Help me. And here is your what quarterback. Was that the Philly Di- special? Is it the yes. Philly special? Diving, falling on his thumb to, for a two-point cover. Like, help me out. I know Sean McVay knows more yeah, about football than me. Did Stafford, me. did Stafford get hurt again on that play? I, I, that might have been the thing that finally sent him sent out. him out. He was already hurt before yeah, that. Before. And they decided to go he, ahead and yes. make something fancy happen. He was on the sideline. His hands were shaking. His stomach yeah. was in so much pain. Yeah. The poor guy is in so much pain. He's like trembling. I know. Let's run a Philly special down three scores. I, I don't, I cannot comprehend what happens right. in this league weekend. I really can't. And so why are we surprised that the football before, by and large yeah, Before we get to know. the commander's defensive end, so I also want to ask you. Is Kyle Shanahan smarter or dumber? <laughs> That's a great question. And is Brock Purdy just a terrible quarterback? That's a great question. Isn't this the way the NFL works, though, sometimes? Now you kind of been humbled. Three straight games. Great defense, right? That's what I'm told. Everything's beautiful, but it's not so beautiful anymore. Boy, his, his interceptions, like the last two weeks, I mean, a couple of them yeah. are real head scratchers. Right. And it's like, okay, so well, is I mean, the listen, bloom coming off? Or? Jimmy G used to, you know, maybe they're asking them. Maybe somebody's figured out, hey, what they like to do is attack the middle of the field in that mid-range between linebackers, you know, when you spread out, between linebackers and and the safeties, and they've got to have the protection to do it. And I think one of their tackles is missing. Well, Trent Williams is out the last two weeks. Yeah, Yeah. big guy. Well, it's a little bit different when you you don't have Trent Williams there. And no no Debo. Life's a little bit different. They're probably like the two of their three best offensive players. Right. Out. All right, uh, real quick, and then we'll get to the phones. Montez Sweat or... Uh, Chase Young. You know, right. Washington is, let's face it, York, you, you talk about a team looking up at Dallas and the Eagles. I mean, they're not even in the same league right. right now. And I know there's been a lot of turnover year to year in that division, but... You won't like to hear this. Okay, go ahead. But the productivity angle is what I'm after. Okay. That's what I want is productivity. Okay? Basically, what you're getting is a better version of Alex Brown. Out of who? Sweater Young? Or Out both? of Young. Out of Young. Out really? of Young. But Young's Young. He's 24. He's 24 years old. The other guy's 27 years old, but he'll be uh, 27, um, I think, for a while. He just turned 27 is what I believe. Young will be 25 going into next season. So of, of if youth, years yeah. ahead of you, just turned 27. either way, you've got to sign somebody to a contract. If you're going to trade for somebody, a contract signing has to go hand in hand with it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Of the two, the more productive player is Sweat. Yes. 
then you got to ask yourself, is he more productive because he gets to play next to Chase Young and Jonathan Allen? Or can he be a productive player by himself? He's also been healthier than Chase right. Young. But that's the thing you ask yourself. And I'm not taking away the one injured season away from him. You know what I'm saying? I've, I've counted for injury. I've accounted for not being able to play and maybe even playing um, while not 100%. Like last so year. So I've accounted for all of that. Yeah. But either way, even with sweat, you get a better than Alex Brown. You know, just a bit better. I don't even know if you get a Goulier. Mm. But you get a little bit better than Alex Brown. Remember Ottawale came over here and sure. had himself a double-digit double year? Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. so th- you're asking yourself, what do I got to pay him? $11.5 million for uh, Montez Sweat. Young wants to get paid. Of course. They and they paid Jonathan Allen, so you're not going to be able to pay both well, guys. They paid Deron Payne. Yeah. They paid their inside guys. So you got problems now. Yes. What are you going to do? Would you be interested? That's why they're jammed up. I don't know if there's going to be a clamoring for those guys. Would you be interested uh, ahead of the deadline tomorrow if it cost you a second-round pick? Or I would you say, don't I, do it after what happened last I'm year? Not, I'm not giving a second-round pick to anybody. You're not? Okay. No. Is that because of what happened last year? Or no, that shouldn't factor. No, because what did you give up? Uh, y- Yannick Nagakwe was a. Um, what has been traded for Yannick Nagakwe in the past when he's gone in the middle? Good I question. bet you it wasn't the look. second round pick. I'd have to look. Basically, that's what Sweat would be. Sweat would be a fourth rounder. Would I be willing to trade a fourth rounder if I'm going to bring Sweat over just for this season? That'd be I, silly, though. You'd have to sign him. I want to sign him right. to a contract. I don't want to just give away a fourth round pick. And I don't know if Sweat's the guy that I want to sign forever. Hmm. Young might be that guy, but have I seen the best out of Young? Because the best out of Young is not fantastic. Ngakwe was traded when Minnesota traded him to Baltimore. And I think that's the one you're talking about, yeah. right? Uh, that was the midseason one. Ngakwe, Ngakwe was traded to Baltimore for a 2021 third-round pick and a 2022 conditional fifth-round pick. Which I don't know if that ended up happening. Uh, yeah, that I don't know. Right, you'd have to find out. What about when he left Jacksonville and went somewhere else? Okay, now that was an off-season deal, wasn't it? Right. I think. Um, but that's what you'd have to find out. What what is, what is, was his value? Because I think that's where you look at. Second-round pick. Second-round pick back yes. then? Yes. Yeah. Traded to Minnesota for a 2021 second-rounder and a conditional fifth. Minnesota then flipped him back for a third-round pick and a conditional fifth. So there you go. Yeah. So now you got the value okay. of a not-elite defensive yet, and I don't think either one of these two guys you're talking about is elite. So you wouldn't have to maybe give up a second-round pick. I wouldn't give up a second-rounder. I just right. say find the value who you like. I think Sweat's a better player. But Chase Young's got a higher ceiling? Younger and maybe a higher ceiling. Okay. Younger and maybe a higher ceiling. Tony's on the south side. What up, Tony? How's it going? Good. Uh, I, I just want to comment. Thank you, guys. I just want to comment on a couple of things uh, that happened yesterday in that game. Um, the, the Bears hate you. It, it's, it, 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 something's wrong with that coaching. Eagles Blues supposedly was a defensive coordinator. Well, he's the defensive coordinator for the Colts. They had some very good players on that team. Is that why he was a good coach, or does he know how to coach guys that's not superior? And and the way Kubrick, uh, Herbert took him apart, some of that is coaching. At one point, Herbert was 15 for 15. This is the NFL. And I'm not glad that the Bears lost. They need help. And they if, if they're going to make Justin their quarterback, put something around them, if not, Draft the quarterback and end this foolishness and build around the quarterback instead of putting a piece here, a piece there. Do you consider the Bears receiving court 
elite or just average? Average. Average. There we go. Average, average with one elite player. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think DJ's a borderline elite player. I think he's a terrific. Well, if you're player. asking one through five or one through six, yeah, the, the rest of it's average compared to the one guy you have. Yeah, Tony. Thanks. I mean, Mooney's yeah. okay. And yeah, Komet's okay. They were conservative. I mean. Bayless, all, ugh. All they did was dunk the ball to a, a blocking tight end that helped secure the line of scrimmage, you know, on the pass rush, and then he just released. They'd hit him. He'd gain 10 yards. You know, the touchdown was right at the line of scrimmage. Yes, it was. They threw it there. He and then the T- T.J. Edwards came running up hell-bent for election, forgot one thing. The tackle? The tackle. Yep, 100%. Should make a stab at him. Do something. Don't just stand there. Poor technique, poor tackling across the board. Uh, Justin Herbert's A-dot was the lowest of the week. With one game to go tonight, York, 4.8, lowest of the week. Yeah, I mean, you're right. They killed him with just little yeah. sc- throwback screens and checkdowns. And d- we'll, we'll dump it here now. We'll get a big chunk. And now we'll go left and we'll get a big chunk here. Why? Because no. your, your linebackers are 12 and a half yards deep. Yeah. And no adjustments really until it was too late, until at some point in the third quarter. James is in New Lenox. What's up, James? Hey, guys. Hey, uh, York, real quick. Yeah. You just got back from Vegas. Yes. Um, yes. And I, I talked to you. I talked to you and Peg last night, but. Um, you a pinball guy? I played pinball. Captain Fantastic was my favorite pinball machine. They, uh, John on there, pinball yeah, wizard. fantastic. Next time you go to Vegas, check out that pinball uh, Hall of Fame they got. It's on Las Vegas Boulevard. It's pretty nice. They got like five or six hundred machines in there. All right, next <clears> year <throat> I'll be there. Um, and then I I called you last night, and I I was the guy who said that Vegas was college football open, and then. I called on the show after with uh, with Pat and Meller, and I was like, "Was he even covered?" Like, I questioned whether they even covered him, or they just let him run straight down the field. Well, and then covered, I was like, "Cover two concept." He got behind the corner. The corner was looking at the stuff that was in front of him, so he's running wide open because the safety wasn't going over either. I don't know if they thought him a threat or if they felt Bajan was going to get rid of the ball before he was ever going to go deep. That's and what he did go happened. deep, and Bayless yeah. tripped on his foot or slipped or whatever. I don't know what happened. I, I was laying in bed last night, sleepless, right? Can't sleep, can't get this out of my head. And what I thought of when I was laying there not sleeping was the movie The Best of Times with Robin Williams and Kurt Russell, Yeah, where he drops the ball in the end zone that could have won the game, and then they have to play like 30 years later. So are we going to replay this game 30 years later with the same players to to justify Bayless Bayless Jones? They definitely won't. Because, listen, for every Bayless Jones Jr., you got Javon Wims in the playoffs. (laughs) I don't don't want to twist it. Yeah, I don't want to twist it. But you have that. What do you think Ryan Poles... What's going through his head when he watches Valus Jones? Valus Jones has taken the opening kick out. He doesn't get to the 22-yard line. Penalty on their second special teams play on Valus Jones. Yeah, interference. Uh, Kick-catch interference. I mean, what what could he possibly be thinking? They won't even run the reverse to him. They got Taylor in there running the reverse now. You know that? Well, you because that? it's a tell. It's a guaranteed tell. Well, when what do you think anyway. Taylor is? Well, it's a tell too. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like that's a, to run that play on your th- on your second down play. DJ Moore's uh, the guy in motion because DJ Moore goes in motion. It's just terrible. Mooney's the guy in motion because Mooney's the guy that goes in motion. Terrible. Your guys that usually go in motion, it's not a tell for you. It's then. such a terrible. But I when mean, you like, take Valus and you put him in the backfield, you're telling the world alarms, alarms, alarms. It's just terrible. And I can't believe that that after the bomb to Mooney, beautiful. First down, you want to run the ball, okay, it goes nowhere. Your second down play 
is Trent Taylor end around? I mean, come on, man. Come on. Every positive come on. run play. Come on, Harm. Every positive run play the Bears had is come back because of penalty. Yeah, I know. Come back because of a penalty. Lucas Patrick. Come it. back. All right, so we'll get back out and take uh, all your Bears calls. Ring us up at 312-332-3776. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. Follow the show on Twitter at Carmen DeFalco and at Yurko64. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. So what, what would you say? If you were sitting down with Fields watching these two games, what would you show? Yeah, just some of the timing of those throws. Because there's nobody that's going to play the quarterback position in Chicago that's going to be able to be anywhere close to him and the gifts that he has physically. But what you can't do, it's not just the interceptions, it's the fumbles. It's the time that you hold it past three seconds. Somebody knocks the ball out of your hands. Those are the plays that begin to add up, and they don't have the kind of team that can overcome mistakes at the quarterback position. I thought that was a good point by Collinsworth. I know, York. I know. I thought that was one of the decent points yeah. by Collinsworth. I mean, like, look, the, the talent gap between Fields and Bajent is the size of the Grand Canyon. And I think that's what Collinsworth was getting at. Yeah. But what would he show Fields if he can continue to coach him? Look how quick it's coming out. Yeah. You couple everything you can do with your physical, your God-given ability and your physical traits and your arm talent and everything else. If you get it out, if you understand where it's got to go the way Tyson does, oof, well, then maybe you're cooking with well, uh, I've seen gas. seven good quarters out of them in two successive games. Uh, then he got to Minnesota and he played terribly. Then he got injured. Yeah. Um, if he's healthy, I want to see. I want. I, uh, I need Justin Fields back there. I'm with you. I want to see. I still want to evaluate, and hopefully there's more good games ahead of him. I'm with you. That's, that's what this whole season was about. Yes. Getting better. I thought they'd be able to win games and get better. And they still might be able to do that, but I know what Bajan is right now. Bajan's in year one, two games under his belt, two starts under his belt. One was good, one was bad. Hey, but he's going to have to develop on the practice field while you figure out what you're going to do with Justin Fields. So if Justin Fields is healthy, bring him back. Yes, let's play. Let's continue to evaluate. Let's see progress. Maybe two weeks off in the middle of the season, a deep breath. Helps Justin Fields. I think you're right. You still have to try to see. Maybe they've made up their mind, but there's uh, no sense in stopping or derailing what this season was about. Now it was all right. about figuring out. If it's all about Justin the fifth year Fields option. Is your long term? It's option. all yeah. about the fifth year option. Yeah. That's what this season was about. And yeah. looking like you're going to have whatever picks you're going to have in this year's draft. And he'll face a pretty good defense this weekend if he does come back and play in New Orleans. I think maybe Justin has a shot to come back and play. It's Carmen and Yerk. Watch us on Twitch or the station's YouTube channel. We're in the old National Bank, State Street Studios. Let's go to, how about Matt and Streamwood on ESPN 1000? Hey, Matt. Hey, Carmen Yerko. Thanks for taking my phone call. Sure. Yerko, that first 20 minutes of your post-game show, I didn't call in because I know I usually call into you and Peggy, but you said the rant that I always wanted to say, and thank you for that. But Matt, ask you, Carmen Yerko, regarding what is more pressing right now, the center position because once again Lucas Patrick the first play sailed it high thank God Tyson Bajan did a great throw to Mooney but once again it was high and then he had I think it was a second or third series that he had back-to-back penalty which was a drive killer yeah second series second series yeah is it the defensive end your goal to get a a defensive end or the center position which one should be addressed first because something's wrong 
on both sides of the ball. And I don't know which one is is first. Is it if it's the center position? Because regardless if it's Cody White here or Lucas Patrick, that ball is sailing. Well, that center position cannot be because they're playing someone that's hurt. The New York Thanks, Jets Matt. are winning football games with horrific quarterback play. Horrific. The New York Jets are winning football games with horrific quarterback play and the defense that can get after you. Yeah. So if I had to take a deep breath, then what do you need? You need a pass-rushing defensive end. You need a three-technique that can get off the ball and complement your pass-rushing defensive end. Uh, then you need a center. You do need a center. There's no gray area in the world. Whoever the number one center in the NFL is this year, most centers don't go in the first round. They go in the second round. So whoever your number one center is in the NFL, a pouncy type, Mm. Kevin Mawau. Dermani Dawson. Kevin Mawau? Because, like, he wows you? Yeah, he wowed me. That's interesting. Mawai, whatever the hell his name is. Yeah, Mawai, whatever. Mawau. Either way, that's what you're looking for. That's awesome. You're looking for a stud center that can come in and be there for 12 straight years. I'd love it. An Olin. Give me an Olin. I mean, it's such a long time ago you drafted Olin and Casey Wegman in the same draft. Yes, they did. In the same draft. Both were pretty good. Yes. Olin was better. Yes. Yeah, so I mean, I'm, just, I'm, I'm stunned and I'm beside myself. What do you need? The thing that shocked me the most that came out of Collinsworth mouth yesterday, and what I don't know who it? fed it to him, what was it? but I was stunned. Jalen Johnson is one of the top corners in the league. When I heard that, I said, he's giving up. I was like, he just don't care now. He's just a parrot. Squawk! Squawk! What are you doing, Zazu? I mean, what's going on? The best is that line came after Jalen Johnson was picked and gave up a touchdown with little effort to make up for it on the back end. Yeah, they ran a crossing route over the middle down by the red oh, zone. Oh, yeah. The guy and was, he, he, yeah. Got, he got slightly picked and was like, all right, oh, well, we'll, we'll play the next play. Yeah. It was the second touchdown, right? No no, pay me uh, to the camera. I didn't see that. that. After that, no? I'm... I'm way behind the coverage. Jalen Johnson? What? The best what? The best corner in the league? Well, he didn't say the best. He said one of the best. One of the best? No, he said one of the best. He said easily one of the best corners in the league. One of the best. One of the best. I mean, mean, it depends how many corners he's talking about. Is he talking about 64 cornerbacks? He's one of the best 64? Maybe. Okay. I would say he's he's one of the best 64. On the planet, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I agree. I I would say he's one of the best 64. Oh, he came out of his mouth. That's how I knew he's he's done. Collinsworth is starting to get a little bit of a Gruden syndrome where every guy on the field is is the best player that's ever played the position. It's like, come on, man. Just whatever you do, don't listen to his son before the game. Unbelievable. That, that, I I can't. The potatoes. Carm, you're right. It's unbelievable. You tune in. You tune in for the early pregame of this, and he's out there, it's, and it's like, how is this even incredible. possible? Incredible, incredible. <laughs> what I mean, was Dick uh, Ebersol thinking? I don't know. She Dick sitting in his I, office. I also feel like that's a game like last night. I mean, I know it's LA and Chicago. It's big markets. I think even like Tariko is probably like, really, this is dog. You know what? I mean, this is. Yeah, who this cares is, what Tariko thinks? Honestly, just, God, it's just a dog. Who gives game. a rat's ass what Mike Tariko thinks? Well, I'm just thinks. saying. I, I, I mean, I, I think. I mean, his buddy John Skipper should go have a party somewhere. If you want to hear more from little, Mike Tariko, little, check little, out the Waddle and Sylvie podcast uh, wherever inside, your podcasts are sold. A little inside, funny nonetheless. Uh, is it a better? What's Sunday night? Oh, this week's better. Bills Bengals, like at least that you can kind of. That's a better game. You muster up a little effort for right, like Bills Bengals Chargers Bears. Well, I could use some baby. The Bears have five Sweet wins kids. since Bring the start in. of last year. Five. Yeah, 
You can't get excited calling a Bears game with Tyson Bajan under center. You can't. Tommy understands. Tommy understands. Gave me some Dunkin' Donuts coffee. He's, he's a mensch. He's made the red-eyed trip back from L.A. and tried to he's go on the same day. He knows what it's like. Wait, how about the Bengals starting to... Yeah, Joe Burrow, nice game. Nice oh. game. Chase, nice game. Uh, Tyler Boyd in the middle. Yeah. They really Boy, attacked and, the middle of that defense early on yeah. to kind of soften that up. Hey, Waddle. Force him to Waddle. pay attention. On, Waddle. Get Tommy in here. Real, real quick. Uh, when... Uh, what... <laughs> Hey, I nice didn't know what hit. you were doing at first. Nice hit. At, when uh, was the last? Keeneland kid. Nice hit at Keeneland. Did you play it? Yeah, I, I was on the golf course at the time. I couldn't play it. I was playing Las Vegas Country Club. The answer is um, the answer is Joey Votto. But, like, when was the last time you think kids were gearing up for Christmas asking for Reds jerseys? Like, probably Votto in his prime. But not many in the last, like, 15 well, years. Well, in right? the 90, like, uh, right. 1990. Well, so you got to go way Larkin. back. Like, Larkin, I, I mean, I mean Samo, more like Hal Morris. Morris. I mean more like recent vintage, other than Votto. But, oh, no. You know, uh, we, we're LA starting Dana to get the Christmas Cruz. list oh, together for Gio. Hold on. Hold he on, wants though. an Ali Dale Cruz. I'm like, boy, Votto's going to love that you're asking for a Reds jersey. I, I'll give you, I'll give you two names: Araldis Chapman and Johnny Cueto. Back when they were with the really? Cincinnati Reds, you, you think early like, when they were young stars? You think kids in Chicago were asking for a Johnny Cueto jersey? I don't know. Man. I, I, well, maybe not. But I don't think so. Stay away from my children. Well, yeah. What are you doing over there? Come on. Look at that mustache. I know. Come on. Hey, everybody on Twitch can see that thing. What's going on? <laughs> looks great on you. Was that a Halloween thing? You, you no, don't know. Just, maybe I'm, maybe more, are I'm you Movember? Ready, maybe I'm getting ready for Movember. You look great. Maybe I'm a sheriff in the Old West. By the way, this team's exhausting. As hell. It's exhausting. I mean, like, Tariko, like he's making fun of Tariko, but, but Tariko couldn't have been excited for last night. Who cares about what Tariko thinks? The two and five team thinks the two and four team. Terrible. That's anyway, it. I thought you'd love that they're asking in Chicago. Kids are asking for Ellie De La Cruz. That's Jersey. fabulous. Two more weeks. Right? November 9th, we got a Thursday nighter again. Yes, we do. With who? <laughs> oh, the Panthers. At oh, home. Jesus. I gotta go. Sweet. Oh. And they can't flex if it. You, it's not in the listen, window for flexing. If you thought this was a game they didn't want to do, Puerto Rico, somebody better shove well, a no, stake that, in that, Are you kidding? That's Michael's and uh, yeah, that's not Michael's. Oh, is it Michael's? taking the week off. He already said, I'm sick. I don't feel well. Panthers, Bears. Worst thing that happened yesterday was that the Texans coughed one up to the to the Panthers. Yeah, this it wasn't so bad because I had the Panthers plus the three. I guess well, I'm talking long term. Yeah, I know. How constructing our team. One of the best bets on the odds couple was Panthers plus yeah, the, the three. I said, hold that, your nose, everybody, but we're going Panthers plus three. Best thing that my guy gave us when we're out in Vegas. The number one play college play of the weekend, and it came through with Western Michigan against Eastern Michigan. Good call. Minus the three. Yeah. Western Michigan playing a much tougher schedule than Eastern Michigan. I play golf. And I played, uh, I won four skins. That a boy. But I played terribly. You won four skins? I have to tell you something that happened at Cascada. It is. Tell us later because we got a break. I'm going to tell you much later. Okay. My point is you've got to have me tell the story at Cascada. Okay. With one of my guys, Alex Ayaya. Alex Ayaya at Cascada. All right. Yes. Back to your Bears calls coming up. We'll be right back. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Under a minute to go here in this first quarter. Football at the nine. Herbert is the quarterback. Takes the snap. Pockets clean. Holds it. Throws it on the crosser. It's Fajoko into the end zone for the touchdown. Jeff Joniak right here in your home for Bears football, ESPN Chicago. The coaches show every Monday at 210 with Waddle and Sylvie. So we'll do a brief crosstalk, and then Matt Eberflus will join the guys. It's about an hour and 20 minutes from now. Back out and take all your phone calls today for the rest of the day. 
Black and Abdallah will be on tonight, 6 until 7. They'll take you into Game 3 in AZ as the World Series resumes. Rangers at Diamondbacks tied at 1-1. Yes, indeed, Yurko. Good kid's back after his... Uh, adventures in Las Vegas. Good to have him back. It's great to be back, Harm. Uh, the Chargers kind of had a party in that first half. I mean, they scored on every possession. That game was put away early. The Bears, like Yurko had said, he can't even, we can't even remember the last time they came back from 14 down, even early in a game. But uh, the Bears really aren't built, especially with a backup quarterback who's making just his second career start. Really not built on the road, even though I guess it's kind of a home game when you're playing in L.A., uh, really not built to come back from something like that. And they didn't. It was never really a game. It was never even close. I mean, in the fourth quarter, I thought for a second, like, is it time to finish watching that uh, documentary on John Gotti on Netflix? Um, I got one episode Very left. good. It is very good. It's very good. I'm with you, Chris. Guys, I got, I'm watch down, it. I'm Check down it out. to the I'm final to watch episode. It it's I'm ter- only one episode in, but it's fantastic. How many, how many episodes we have to it's watch? It's just three. Three. It's, oh, I it's like three it. one-hour episodes. It's about, quick. It's like Queen's Gambit. About them going Real after... Quick. Uh, yeah. Going after Gotti, okay, uh, and how like the FBI and the Department of Justice, and then there's something in New York State that they had your because you know the the, the 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 mafia ran wild in New York City for so long. Yes, they did. That, so New York State within its local government had something called the uh, Organized Crime Task Force, right? And they're all sort of like instead of working together, they all sort of want the collar of getting John Gotti. They're all kind of doing their own thing. They're the, screwing each other over yeah, trying to they, get him. Exactly. Yeah. The DOJ brings the uh, brings the first trial against him. They expose one of the FBI's snitches in his family. The FBI's pissed. Then the FBI tries to go, and he keeps beating all the raps. It's like got, the, the Departed. Basically, dude, yeah. Everybody's working you. against. They're working against each other. You're, it's so good. You and I haven't even watched that last episode. And for those of us that lived through the eighties and nineties, like. You know, he really was the first sort of celebrity. The mafia was supposed to be underground. You know, like he was a celebrity. He was right, out there. Sammy he, the Bull Gravano. It's pretty, pretty interesting. So I almost put in the fourth quarter. I swear, I was like, "Do I put on the last episode of Gotti?" Or I'll say I this: guess I'll like, watch usually, the end. Carmen, did you notice this? Usually in documentaries like that, when they try to do the uh, recreate the scenes, how it, sometimes it's like hokey and it like doesn't work. It actually works really well. Like think, they, like they mix they mix like news coverage with interviews with like recreations and it actually is perfect. Like when they're trying to put the bugs yes. in that right. Yeah. Like, like it usually is, stuff yeah, like that is kind of lame. It you is, know the way that they kind of depict that it is but. well done. Netflix does a good job with these. So I I almost I'll watch it tonight. Maybe after the Monday night game and after the Bulls game, maybe I'll throw on that last episode. There are our episodes. There's only three of them. It's it's called Get Gotti on Netflix. Let's go to let's see who's been waiting a while here. Good kid. How about uh, Cullen in Grand Rapids? Go ahead, Cullen. <laughs> Gentlemen, how are you today? Good. How are you? Doing well. It's a little, little cold out there. I, you know, after living six years in Vegas, uh, I'm tr- getting used to the Midwest again. Yeah, you got to get that heavy <laughs> blood again, my friend. I sure do, but I tell you, <laughs> um, that offensive line is is abysmal. Uh, my my God, I mean, for I mean, since since John Tate and the two thousand and one thirteen and three Bears, all I have seen, it, we continue to see the mediocrity of our offensive line and the lack of attention that is paid that is paid to it, and that you know, false start after false start, holding after holding, just. Just nonsense, as I've said, as I called and said before, just complete utter nonsense. And why they don't, why they haven't done a serious, haven't seriously addressed the issue. I mean, polls kind of has, but 
not to the extent that we that we clearly need. No, it's, I mean, when, when we we don't have an Adwali Agunia anymore. That that that's gone. That's long gone. There's no more Tommy Harris. Uh, all oh, those days lines. are long yes, gone. Absolutely, it's right. Uh, Colin, you're not wrong. You get the kind of play they've gotten mostly across both their lines these last couple of years and the inconsistencies. Uh, the Bears is a run blocking group do a good job, but uh, other than that, it's not pretty. That's how you have five wins in a year and a half. That that's exactly it. Yeah. You know, uh, back in that second drive when maybe you still feel like it's manageable, you're down a score. Yurko said it. You go backwards. Now one of the penalties, back to back penalties on Patrick. One they they declined because they had the Bears in third and sixteen. So they said, well, forget it. Let's instead of giving them another down to make it up, they declined that one, York. But there were back to back penalties on Lucas Patrick. Yeah, one was declined, but still, like just sloppy, ugly play across the board. Jameis is in lacrosse. What's up, Jameis? Carm York. I'm going to give you a quick background here. I don't drink that much anymore, but Saturday night I decided to go to a few Halloween parties. Don't ask me how I got back to my place, but I took a tumble down the stairs. Oh, boy, you all right? Uh, Well, you know, a couple broken toes, a sprained wrist. I'd rather do that again then watch what they did last night. And I want to offer up, if Bayless is not off of this team, yes, we have to fix the lines, all that. But if he is not off this team by next Monday, I will call back and I will buy you guys, all of you, lunch. Okay. We're going to hold you to that, I'm not asking you for anything back. Okay. I just want him off the team. How can you not catch the ball? I don't know, Jameis. We'll, we'll How do you not you stand on your feet? Do you know part of me, Eric? Feels, I mean, you're uh, in charge of your body. When you're running wide open like that and you're going to have to stop, you have to assess, say, uh, you have to assess how long it's going to take for you to need to be stable to be able to catch the ball. That ball didn't come down for a long time. It was up in the air for a long time. I mean, time. you could slow down. You can gather yourself. And then you could sit and just tell He started panicking in his own mind. Oh, my, I'm wide open. And this isn't going to come down for a while. Oh, you can't hope for the ball to come down. The ball's going to get there when it gets there. So get yourself situated, protect yourself, and corral the ball and bring it in the side where you can protect it from a defender. More your Bears calls coming up during the 1 o'clock hour. Bad. And uh, Ryan Poles was, as always, speaking with Jeff Joniak on the pregame show here on your home for Bears football yesterday. We'll play you what he had to say about some of his guys in the trade deadline, which arrives tomorrow in the NFL. We're back in two minutes.